This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you could learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Welcome everybody to Wednesday Wargames episode number 39. I am joined, sadly, once again by my loyal co-host, Liam Jones. What? What? Back on the show. Hey Liam, how are you doing? Ah, you know, just a casual month of not having a regular show. Well, I did one alone, and then we did the joint one and then we didn't do an episode because we're cowards and that was a Mm. depressing week in wrestling anyway and who gives a shit about what happens on these wrestling shows on weeks like that but now i'm here i'm Mm. back and liam's back and this is the wednesday war games as you know it it's actually not i'm actually recording all of my parts and then sending the line to liam and then liam responds to my line and then i'm just stitching all of it together in post that's actually how we produce podcasts Haha, <laughs> Garrett, I love the Xbox. Have you ever seen the episodes of Impact where they did that with Taz and Josh Matthews? No, but that sounds like it rules. Because Josh Matthews does commentary and just leaves space for Taz to say things. And they just edit Taz in later. It's hilarious when you know that's what happened. I think it's actually the 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 episode with the Spud and EC3 hair versus hair match, I think is the episode they did it with. And Taz left Impact shortly after. Shock of all shocks. That- but it's very funny unironically rules so hard <laughs> so it is it, we are basically following the 2015 tna trend when we do our episodes concurrently and soon we'll be heading to japan for wrestle <laughs> <laughs> so the listeners haven't heard from you in a while how are you doing yeah you know living lots happened in the world do you have now a fix the boat yeah for the most part i mean as fixed as any housing is you know sure unless you actually own it in which it is actually fixed well even then you could light on fire that's true that's well the the nothing is fixed Mm. so as stable as stability is allowed to be in Mm -hmm. 2020 (laughs) i moved back to do university and then university's like ah we're all online because you're idiots and you can't keep the virus out (laughs) So it's like, well, thanks. Thank God I moved. (laughs) At least you get to do it online from a different city. You get part of the university experience. I know. Isn't that great? You don't get to go to campus or classes. Actually, you you don't get to do the worst parts of it. So what are you complaining about? No, the campus. I need the campus and the classes. I need the structure. I can't do this. uh, It's all on you bullshit. Plus, I don't think I should be paying a full tuition. If I'm not getting a full arrangement of classes with online, in person. If I wanted to do a bloody online university course, I would have done an online university course. I'll tell you that one for sure. You salty? A little bit, but because <laughs> it's money. <laughs> so, yes. I have, I'm actually so glad I've never had to do an online class because I'm the same. I'd be like, eh, I'll just do it all at the end. Don't worry about it. I just, yeah, I, I procrastinate everything. Including this podcast. It's true. Do you know why I procrastinated this podcast today? So you could sleep? So I could watch NXT. (laughs) (laughs) I had the second half of the show still to go. Do you want a little secret, Liam? You haven't even watched NXT? (laughs) 
No, I have watched the XT, but every morning when I wake up on a Thursday morning and I see a DM from you being like, I can't do the show until later, I'm like, sweet, I'm just going back to sleep. <laughs> well, most of the time it's because I just want to go to sleep. Like, because of, I have gone to bed at like 5am and I've woken up at like, I don't know, meh, and I'm like, so I still haven't done anything in the day, including watching the one piece of wrestling I need to. And I'm like, eh, we can do it later. When I went to bed, I was like, Liam, please watch NXT in the nine hours between now and when we record. NXT is a 90-minute show. Mm. Less if you take out the the picture-in-picture commercials. It cuts it down to, like, an 80-minute show. And trust me, I do take out those picture-in-picture commercials. You don't, like, get a a little um, uh, microscope and look very closely at the picture-in-picture box? I remember there's some episodes of NXT where those picture-in-picture boxes have come up and I've just gone, yes! So I could skip a little (laughs) bit more of the video. We're such good podcasters. That's why we're here, baby. We're here for the takes. We're here for the stakes. And the ways we can avoid watching the two shows we're here to review. Listen, I think it would be much easier if we switched the shows to AEW Dark and right. no. TNA Impact. Not allowed. Unless uh, someone proposed in my Twitter mentions when I pointed out that like 80 episodes of TNA were watched by more people, people than this week's Raw was. Uh. People were like, we should do a podcast where you review this week's Raw and then an episode <laughs> of Impact that was watched by more people. <laughs> so <laughs> That actually rules. I like that idea. We'll call it the Monday Night Wars. <laughs> there is only one episode of Impact that aired on a Monday that was watched by more people than current Raw. That was the January 4th one. How did that do? 2.1 million viewers, all-time record. Was that They're Here? That was Hogan's debut. Uh... They're Here was after Bound for Glory. I was there for They're Here. I was in the building. You were one of the theirs. Sure, yes, at Bound for Glory 2010. My first Bound for Glory of the two I went to. You know how many Bound for Glories I've been to? A seven. Zero. Truly a dire uh, reflection of my wrestling fandom to have never been to a Bound for Glory. Listen, I've been to a Bound for Glory. I've been to a WrestleMania. I've been to a Wrestle Kingdom. I haven't been to... Ring of Honor is his final battle. I haven't been to a final battle. I have to try and go to a final battle even though Ring of Honor is terrible. You haven't been to a TakeOver. Have I been to... I know I haven't actually. I've never been to a TakeOver because I stopped going to... My last WrestleMania was in 2012 when NXT was still but a reality television show. You mean back when it was good? Yes, when it was good, especially (laughs) the redemption season. But The redemption season that just kept going. I, I used to only watch two WWE shows when I was like... I don't know, 2012, 15. I would watch uh, NXT Redemption when it when it had just turned into a brand with all the mid carters, and I would watch Superstars, and that's all I would watch. And every week there'd be like some weird banger Tyson Kid, Trent Beretta, Kurt Hawkins like match that no one else would see, but I'd be like, these rule. The period of Michael McGillicuddy and Tyson Kidd had like a, a series of matches on NXT Redemption that were really good. Well, the, the, one, the big one was Kurt Hawkins and Trent. <laughs> they had like 12 matches and all of them were fucking bangers. <laughs> God, WWE sucks. That company sucks. Mm. All these good wrestlers that are bad in that company. And that's 2012. <laughs> It has only gone downhill. Every week we talk about all the wrestling dynamite in WNXT. Last week, <laughs> every AEW1. single week, there has never been a week where we haven't. Did you watch NXT every week that uh, you didn't do the show, Liam? <laughs> yes. 
Um, I watched both of the Great American Bash weeks. Well, you reviewed one of them, so I'd hope so. And I watched this week's. Bask in his glory. Ah, Adam Cole and Keith Lee was bad. It was. Well, it wasn't bad. It was yeah, pretty good. It was a WWE main event to its fullest. We talked about that. Well, I talked about that last week. You abandoned. That's me. why I was giving my take. You don't deserve your takes. You have to. You have to show up. Only those that can show up can give their takes. Mouth agape, wondering how has he kicked out of this move. Last week, AW won by my verdict and the fan poll verdict, so it was still 2-0. Uh, so even I, if you voted for NXT, you still I, your I vote voted, would have been irrelevant. I, I vote for AEW, guys, just, just to, For posterity's sake. Posterity's sake, and for, like, you know, the books. That, that people are writing about the Wednesday Night Wars or this podcast? Like, the books keeping the track of all of our votes, which I assume you keep. I used to, but I haven't. I, I think I kept it for like five episodes. I'll update it eventually. I'm sure, it's not very hard to update. It's literally like three columns. It's like <laughs> my, uh, what, my, your match of the week, my match of the week, watch show one. Yeah. And I was keeping track of that for five episodes, and then I stopped. But I, I'll I'll get back to it. Yeah. And when when we get to a year, which will be at the start of October, we can review it. We can do a year in review. Wow, a, a year. I don't know what. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing there. Oh, what are you nope, doing? There was nothing there. <sighs> Just gonna drink my Red Bull Zero Free Sugar. Haha, <laughs> wake it up. Clean clean the peach off your sheets. <laughs> that is a, that's a very weird sentence without context, <laughs> and we're gonna leave it that way. Yes. AEW opened with Cody against Sunny Kiss for the All Elite Wrestling TNT Television Championship, and it was pretty good. Yeah. I'm sick of these Cody's man. These Cody matches don't do it for me, Liam. Just because it's Cody. <laughs> and he doesn't have 10,000 people going, Cody, Cody, Cody. So he kind of loses luster. The template of these matches is quite clear. They're the John Cena Open Challenge matches. The idea is that these wrestlers, these lower card guys, are meant to be going in there with Cody Rhodes, having a heck of a match, losing, but gaining something in defeat. And what is happening in practice is these lower card guys are going in there, having a eh, kind of match, losing, mm. and then just kind of being shoved back into the lower card. And it, it's not doing it for me. Even Cody cheating doesn't do it for me. Because, like, why was he so frustrated? It's not like Sonny Kiss was kicking out of all these moves. He just decided to pull the turnbuckle cover off. Well, you see, Cody really wants to be Ric Flair. He's just... Yeah, of course, yeah, Ric Flair is probably the original template for this kind of match. But Cody's a babyface, so that's the reason I went more to John Cena. Yeah, but Cody really wants to be Ric Flair. And he's failing! That's the problem! Mm. But, yeah, I like this match. I, I mean, I didn't, like, love it. I think Sonny Kiss is going to be a real big deal. That's my hot take. Yeah, he's another one of those guys who's just like, when he works his shit out and, you know, all yeah. his stuff lands and his kicks don't look terrible, mm. he's going to be a really good wrestler on this show. Yeah. And he'll get there. But now is not that moment yet. I think that's, you know, that's what we said from the beginning with, like, having all these super young guys employed. It's like, eventually, when they start clicking, everything will be will be real good for you, but, you know, it's going to take some time. It's not going to be a, a year one or year two project. Yeah, my only fear is AEW might not be the environment in which that's able to happen, but hopefully it is. Mm. Cody, Cody, Cody. Boo. Man, Cody has to cheat now. I, like, I, I don't mind Cody turning heel, but I didn't like the cheating spot in the match. I don't think it made much sense in the context of the match. And, like, it's Sunny Kiss, so why is he cheating at Sunny Kiss? Come on. I think it's more, we just want to start getting over that Cody is a cheaty boy. 
Might as well turn him heel while he's not a giant baby face. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I think there's going to be some weird elite split thing happening soon. Well, they're, they're already teasing Hangman Page and FTR, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, being pals and drinking together. So, yeah, I think that and Kenny's turning heel. Of course, we'll talk about that a little more. In, yeah, in bang, yes. bang, 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 bang. But yeah, they are, they're teasing. They're certainly teasing that there is dissension in the ranks of the elite. And realistically, this is the elite show and should be the elite show. So Yeah, at least like, God, they were never going to win with people, were they? If they pushed no. all the elite guys at the start, everyone was going to be like, oh, they're just pushing themselves. And if they, which they did, put some people over, they're like, oh, they don't understand their star power. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there was no winning with any of these people. No, which is the reason you shouldn't, like, people complaining on Twitter should never be the, the impetus for anything you ever book in the history of wrestling. But Twitter means more than the views. Yes, uh, the tw- a Twitter impression is much more uh, important than a Nielsen person. Moving on to a colossal disappointment, FDR defeated the Lucha Bros. I thought it was a pretty good match. I thought it was fun. Like I, it's it would be a full-on gentleman's three for me. But like when you're like the FTR against Lucha Bros match, their first ever contest, and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That falls under colossal disappointment for me. I mean, I was disappointed because I went in with like I literally thought to myself, oh, like at best this could be like a four and a half star match, I think. And then I was like, oh, it's like three and a half. But I still liked it a lot. I don't know. Maybe they need a bigger stage. And a crowd. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, they have a crowd. that we talk about? There's like 200 people there. There is actually a surprising number of people at AEW these days. Because when you look at those bleachers, there's a lot of people down there. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, all the crowd, like, all the wrestlers all have their masks on. And then it cuts, like, the actual people. And it's just, like, none of them are wearing masks. Like, oh, okay. You start talking at your collar and seeing the case count rise in Florida. And you're like, what are we doing? We gotta do it for the wrestling. Oh, we forgot to talk about Tony wasn't on this show. Having a scare. Where was Tony? I, 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 yeah. He was getting tested for the COVID, I thought. Thing they said oh, at the no. opening of the show. If they did, I missed it. I was like, oh, no. I hope Tony's okay. Tony Sh- oh, well, yeah, Tony Schiavone was awaiting the results of his COVID-19 test. So, uh, Jericho's a g- had a good week on commentary. I've been back and forth on Jericho on commentary. I- he amused me this week. I was going to say, why would you... Just have two people. <laughs> Seriously, you don't need three people all the time. <laughs> you really want Jim, more Jim Ross commentary on this show? I did like how the, the, the Lucha Bros and the Butcher of the Blade arrived in FTR's truck and Jim Ross is like, the authorities know their truck is right there. Why don't they go and get it? <laughs> I like Taz being like, just get over the truck, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like JR, JR made a little short gag and Tad got, Taz got a little mad. He's mm. like, oh, enough of the short jokes. It's like, still Taz? Really? Do you think when Puck returns eventually that mm-hmm. they'll keep the Butcher and the Blade as a part of their stable and become Death Hexagon? Nah. Especially given, like, the Butcher and the Blade weren't even meant to be in this spot. It was meant to be Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian. No, it, was, so, wasn't it, meant to, it was meant to be the Lucha Brothers. Like, Lucha oh, Brothers yeah, took... yeah, sorry, yeah. But yeah, so, it, it, but the Lucha Bros weren't meant to be in this spot. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is a a, 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 a pairing of convenience as opposed to a long-term Do you thing. think Death Triangle is going to get dropped? Uh, I'm going to say no. I think when Pac comes back, Death Triangle will still be it. I hope it's still a thing, because I want the trios matches. I saw a thing today that apparently Tony Khan mentioned doing a trios tournament eventually. Uh, like, they have so many trios. They should like they should have done trio, trios, trios tag titles. They're like words. the one, like, American, Japanese, anywhere except Mexico company that I'm like, actually do a trios title, bro. And they should have done it before a mid-card. They, like, TNT title, get out the window. Do a trios title. Yeah. 
And like, because that's a title you can chuck on any show and people be like, all right, like you chuck a random, like Jurassic Express, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You just randomly chuck Jurassic Express versus fucking Strong Hearts on a dark for the trios titles and people are going to be like, oh, right, I would need to see that match at least. And like, that's, and it's not a title that you necessarily need to build up like a story challenge for every time. You can just be like, oh, this trio has had a good record. Put them in there. And obviously, like, I think Park and Pentagon and Phoenix would be, like, the actual people to elevate that title beyond just that, if you want to do that, too. And there's so many people on this roster that, like, just need something to do. Mm. And a trio's title, it can soak all of those people in at once when you have nothing for them. Are you ready for Hardy Party to win the trio's title? Oh, no. <laughs> After the match, beer. Kenny was offered Money. a beer. He was like, nah. Or offered them a beer. He was like, I said, thank you. <laughs> FDR were like, yeah. And then they poured the beer over his head and Kenny was mad. Oh, he's the cleaner. <laughs> he needs Before to go back over his head. He'd be fine. He needs to go backstage and get cleaner. <laughs> 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 this is a BTE bit that is transferring to television. The beer. No, the Kenny snapping. Oh well, the deep storytelling that you get on BTE. Uh, wonderful. Uh, can I? Can I? I'm gonna. I'm gonna recap a segment for you. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> BTE recap. There was a segment, right, where Big Ken was just playing with his broom in the corner. As one does. As one does. As broom a euphemism. Mm, maybe. Um, <laughs> and Colt's got to go up and, like, Matt Jackson goes up to Colt and goes, Oh, don't do it. He's literally going to kill you. And they're like, why? And he's like, oh, you know, because he's turning into that, uh, what do you call it? The janitor. That character that the, all the Reddit people like. <laughs> and I was just like, what? what is, why is Cleaner specifically a Reddit thing? Because Reddit like try hard bad characters. How dare you, you son of a bitch! Anyway, the cleaner. Oh, yes. Kenny is mad, and he was mad later in the show as well. I hope he gets his New Japan theme back. Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle minus still minus Sammy, but plus Hager again, who has served his suspension for attacking rapper. Oh, his big one week suspension. He missed so many shows. As opposed to Nyla, who had to miss out on the rest of the year. Jer- Jericho cut a promo. He's the demo god. He is the king of the demo. Okay. Which people got mad about. I'm like... I don't care. I'm against Tony Khan tweeting about the yeah. demo. Because that seems really lame. Mm. But Chris Jericho, the character, boasting about the demo, is really lame. And he's a heel. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> also, Demo God is a fun play on Demigod. I'm very upset that the t shirt isn't just a screenshot of the Showbuzz Daily <laughs> table. <laughs> it should just be every number that he's won the demo in. Uh, which is all of them, because NXT Burley, I think, never win the demo. They came very close, ironically, against the Chris Jericho segment. But. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, uh, uh, part of me is very much. Haha, <laughs> poke fun. And part of me's like, I don't know if it's compelling TV. <laughs> I just, I don't know if you prattling on about the demo and MJF prattling on about how we're in a ratings war. I don't know if any of that really actually adds anything, though. <laughs> it doesn't make the characters or the stories or the television more interesting. No, like, it's, it's all, like, it's just filler. <laughs> Well, that's all Dynamite is these days, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's all US wrestling is these days. Uh, Chris Jericho cut a promo. Orange Cassidy showed up. He gave a thumbs down and dropped a bunch of our orange juice on top of them. Sold quite wonderfully by Ortiz. Go back and watch Ortiz during this segment. And he's just doing bumps in the orange juice and he's swimming in the orange juice. Ortiz is the best. 
How do you feel about DX goop or vampiro blood or gangrel blood segments? Somehow this was even, this was less 2007 DX than the Undisputed Era. It's quite impressive, isn't it? Eh? It was very, like, when I watched it, I was like, this is an an open-faced venue. That's an impressive rig, just in general, to set up. It was a lot of orange juice as well. And they even had some oranges in there with the orange juice, so. But, like, just his name is Orange Man. (laughs) Like, it doesn't need to have everything be juice-based. Yeah, it's it's got it's very WWE subtlety hammer where it's like everything he does is related to I orange. Love... We'll beat him with a bag of oranges, yeah. and then in retaliation, he's gonna drop a bunch of orange juice on Chris Jericho. I look forward to like whenever Jericho does a full feud with Pineapple Pete, and they just repeat every single aspect of this feud, but it with pineapples instead of oranges. <laughs> and uh, then he'll feud with a QT Marshall and they'll do the whole thing with apples instead of pineapples. Clearly there should be some fruit-based stable. The nightmare salad. Chris Jericho turns 50 in November, which means he'll be out of the demo. This is a good bit. And they I should totally do an angle. It's like, Especially now that he's the demo god. It's like when he turns 50 in November and he's not in the demo anymore, they have to do something with that now. Mm-hmm. Who do you think will be the... It'll be MJF, probably, let's be real. Yeah, it's like, I'm a young person. I'm valuable in this ratings war. Unlike you, Chris Jericho, 50-year-old out of the demo. Hair versus hair, baby. Sure? (laughs) Jericho's hair was looking real rough on this show. Well, it had orange juice dropped on it. Yeah, my hair looks luscious with orange juice through it. How often do you show the orange juice in your hair? More than you need to know. Lather, rinse, repeat. Lather, rinse, repeat. Uh, the Elite defeated the Jurassic Express in a really darn fun six-man the, tag match. The Elite. The, the, oh, stop the, it. The, it's the worst. Why haven't they changed party. that stupid, awful theme super song? Kick. Why do they insist on it? Like, the first time they came out to that on Dynamite, which is I think was the second... No, it was the first episode of Dynamite. They came out to that, that as their theme song. I'm like, oh, no. That's hideous. It's fine as an intro theme for being the elite, but as a piece of entrance music, it's absolutely atrocious. And I'm like, why are you coming out to this? Come out to a good song. And it's still here. It's been nearly a year. And they're still coming out to this being the elite song. They use this song in New Japan. (laughs) It's still bad. It's bad everywhere and they should never use it as entrance music. Wow, why do it shit on the Young Bucks' dad? I don't care. It's fine as an intro to being the elite, Liam. There's not a problem. Actually, it was they did it better in New Japan because they did just the the elite the the elite, and then it would cut into Kenny's theme. Yes, which should happen. <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed Jericho on commentary pointed out that Kenny was wearing a t-shirt, mm. and like t-shirt Kenny is long established as him not taking his opponent seriously. And then Jericho mentioned it, and then when like he, he, uh, Jungle Boy and the Jurassic Express got the better of him a couple of times, he took the t-shirt off, and it's like. By God, they turned the t-shirt into storytelling. They should have had the house show tights. He should have brought them back. The Zubaz pants? Yeah. I always <laughs> loved the house show gear that he would wear because it's like, all right, we know what this match is going to be. It's going to be the elite doing some comedy spots. <laughs> Which people would hate. Mm. But I'd be like, ha ha ha, get work. But then they ripped. <laughs> the house show tights ripped, Garrett. Well, he should, he should get new house show tights. He can afford them. He probably could. After the match, the Elite won. Great match. Really enjoy it. These like, the six-man tags are always great. They're it was a lot fun. of fun. You really liked the eight-man. I thought it mm-hmm. went way too long. And this one was, like, better than that because it was much more concise and much quicker. I thought it's about the same length. Yeah, but it felt quicker. All right. Like, how did, how did you feel about the controversial Canadian Destroyer spot? Um, the one outside of the ring or the one in, or in this match? In this match where they set up this weird yeah, contraption. It was fucking sick! 
<laughs> Who could get mad at that? Nick, or Matt Jackson even took a fucking Canadian destroyer off essentially the top rope. Yeah. What, what, who could get mad at that, you fucking dopes? Seriously, just let people... Like, if there's ever a show to just have random bullshit, it's an elite six-man undercard dynamite match. Against Marco's stunt. Yeah. A match against Marco's stunt. I was watching Marco's stunt on Dark, and I gotta say... Like, anyone who was against the Marco Stunt signing, like, come on, man. Imagine being that mad about Marco Stunt. Like, I was watching him versus Michael Naka 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 Nakazawa, and, man, what a banger. (laughs) (laughs) Just let Marco wrestle, man. Why you gotta be mad? Because he ruins the credibility of wrestling, Liam. The wrestling has no credibility. He's embarrassing the business. Uh, you know what? I've been watching a lot of 96, 97 WCW lately, alright? Uh-huh. And I hate to say it, guys, but the outfits worn in the 90s are just as embarrassing. Oh, like who? Like everyone. Like, they're, they're obviously objectively cool, and it's objectively pro-wrestling, but let's not act like pro-wrestling has never not been embarrassing. Like Macho Man, the coolest man ever, right? Great gear, all these colours. But look at him! (laughs) Like, it's very clearly something that doesn't make him credible as a fighter, okay? But look at him, he's cool! You just went full Joe Lanza. I just, I don't, I don't get this whole like, wrestling has to look a certain way. Like, it's always looked stupid, okay? It's wrestling. Just get over it and like what you like. But Marco's stunt... Is an embarrassment to the business, and people can't take wrestling seriously anymore. Liam, he's he ruined Kenny Omega's career because Kenny Omega sold for him in this match. And is that an actual take that people have said? Nah, not this time. No, not yet. Not yet. Also, Kenny fucking slaughtered him with that one winged angel. Oh yeah, that's the best thing about Marco. Everyone does their moves real good, and he he dies. I wonder, like, his body is gonna be like wrecked. At a very young age, because he's just taken all this shit. It's the Spike Dudley thing, where it's just like, oh no, what are you doing to yourself? Stop it. But then, like, Spike had, like, went, was, like, reasonably fine <laughs> compared to other people. Well, I don't think there was this thing about Spike Dudley, though, was there? I don't remember anything. Is people Marco like, smaller Spike than Dudley's Spike? Spike Dudley's an embarrassment. He might be, like, but he's the same, like, size and frame. Even if, like, Spike has a few inches on him, you know, it's the same idea. This tiny man. I think Spike has always had a little more muscle to him. No, Spike is, Spike is rail thin. Spike is tiny. I think I'm just remembering goatee era WWE Spike, where he was, like, he actually put on a bit of muscle. But, um, I also think the thing with Spike was, well, like... Okay, I, I get. It's like almost I could get the people getting mad at it on the indie level when it was having fifty-fifty matches with everyone, but like in AEW, he's literally doing the same thing as Spike, where he just takes big fucking bumps on everything and gets thrown around. And it's good. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's like it's the same. It's the same role <laughs> on the show. He just we just need the equivalent of like Wardlow to be uh, Marco Stunts Mike Awesome and just get thrown around by him. We really do need that Wardlow match, don't we? It has to happen. And I really feel like they're moving on to the Jericho stuff without giving us that match. There's not, And they'll probably do, like, Marco against Jake Hager. 
And Hager will somehow have a boring match with Marco stunt. Jake's going to put him in that standing triangle choke and Marco's going to be like up to his hip. And just dangling. <laughs> uh, Kenny, after the match, he attacked Marco. So he's a mean boy now. He made, he made his faces. He made his faces. And he was he like... Made mean face. He's like, what is sportsmanship? Ah, ah, ah. That was a perfect impression of um, Kenny Omega's striking. I'd like... I'd like to think you made the faces as well while doing it. Oh, if you don't think my tongue was out while I was doing that. <laughs> the real the real Kenny Omega evil test will be if his hair starts going black again. Mm. Yeah. You know what it is? He's just been away from Coates for so long. Coates purifies him, is it? Well, that's that was the whole story, remember? Like, um, the sub... Not the subtext, but I guess, like, what do you call it? The fan theory of it all mm-hmm. was, like, as he and Coda started teaming more, the black in his hair started to leave and he became blonde again. It was a whole thing. Don't worry, when Coda goes to AEW, he'll be fine again. I'm on a lot of Kenny Omega-based tumblers. You're not even joking, are you? No, I am, but that feels like that feels like where all that information would be. Should I make, like, a secret Kenny Omega stan account? And just infiltrate the Kenny Omega stand world. It's at Larrikin if you'd like to. <laughs> hey, I'm not that much. It's not 2017 anymore. I'm not that much of a stand. As I just talk about his hair changing colors to influence his turn. You only live tweet MMA these days. You've abandoned wrestling. You're you're ashamed of wrestling, aren't you? Wow, that's I only yeah. You see, because MMA's credible. You see, we had this argument before, but I I literally don't understand why you'd watch MMA when pro wrestling exists. I mean, it's a sport. It's a sport. I don't care. Yeah, well, that's okay. Then you, it's like being like, oh, why you could be watching uh, Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. Instead of watching football. But no, they're both simulated fighting. Well, one's supposedly not uh, not simulated, but come on. Laugh uh, <laughs> oh, for those bloody judge calls, huh? Huh? Max like, Holloway was robbed. <laughs> pro wrestling is everything MMA is just better. Except when people book it badly, which okay. is all the time. Okay. So, <laughs> thank you for for fixing my point. Um, Listen, UFC can't create stars these days either. So yes, stop they it. can. They just made one. <laughs> if you say the person's name and I don't know it, they're not a star. Jorge Masvidal, not a star. He's a star. <laughs> He's he's like a he's like a uh, he's like a CM Punk level star where he's a star within the world of wrestling but not like outside to an average person. He has pitches with The Rock. So did CM Punk. Yeah. He wrestled him a few times. Yeah, well, what if if oh, I fought him? <laughs> hmm? Or he should fight The Rock. Yeah. On Fight Island. Oh, that would rule so hard. And they should film it. And insert it into Fast 10. You know Hawaii's probably going to like appear in Fast 10 or some shit now. But it's going to be like a Ronda Rousey appearance. Where it's like, alright. Like, Ronda Rousey is an actual star. But <laughs> she's still like barely in these films. Well, GSP was in one thing. He was in Captain America the yeah. Winter Soldier. And he was good in that movie. <laughs> I mean, he just had a fight scene. But like, he was good as like, as like, you know, foreign man fighter. <laughs> <laughs> he was cool. Number six hundred, yes. I was gonna, it was a good fight scene as well because that film say, rules. What a a uh, a unique character for him. <laughs> Do GSP rules? This is an MMA podcast now. Welcome to <sighs> Mixed Martial Games. Ah, oh, let's talk about Wrestling War Games. Are you excited for UFC four? I like the the cover. What's going on with the cover? The cover's good, man. No, I, it's not. No, the, I know why the cover's good. 
I would literally like you can't you can't do the argument of well the the alternative is just put Conor McGregor in the front or some random MMA fighter that's just one person staring down your face. It's like that is still better. No, it's still better than what they no. did. No, I like this a just lot. It's different doesn't no, it's terrible. No, it's, it's good. It doesn't even look like a cover. It looks like an advertisement for a cover. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, I know, I mean, I think it goes with the whole street aesthetic that they're trying to do. It looks like um, it's bad. NBA also, street. I don't know who's on the box. I looked at it and it's like it's Jorge I don't know who these people are. Well, <laughs> and, there we go. That's the problem. And, they're not putting stars on the and box. And Israel Adesanya. And never like Adesanya. literally. I I vaguely heard the name Jorge Masvidal. Like that other person, I have not even heard of their name. Jorge, so, Jorge, not a star. Jorge, Jorge just had the second highest UFC draw ever. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, but no one knows who he is. So did he? <laughs> yeah, he just like outdrew every single Ronda card. Yeah, but. Did he? Yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah. Mr. The best fighter in the world is the person who draws the most. No, I didn't say that at all. That's exactly what you just said. No. You're like someone arguing the the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame Awards. Like, this is what this person drew. It's like, ugh. You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start voting in the Wrestling Observer Awards and I'm going to start voting for MMA guys. Most charismatic. You have to be invited to vote in the Wrestling Observer Hall. Oh, I am as the the superior Wrestling War Games person. All right. Yeah, I really want to get into <laughs> J kickboxing. So if there's any J kickboxing people out there that want to give me Rex, I will allow you to follow me. <laughs> how do you how do you screen that if you if you put J kickboxing in your Twitter Twitter screen name in, in your bio, name will allow you in. Uh, <laughs> Now I just... Uh, you know what I've actually been doing? What? If I recognize the name, I'll accept it. Why do you... Like, who did you accept recently on that basis? Joe Gagne. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You trying to get on Five Star Match Game? Every day of my life. There was an elite episode! There was an elite episode! <laughs> and I was <laughs> like... No, they... Everything, everything elite guys got it. Understandably. I like that Joe has said that he can't do a TNA episode with me because I'm too smart. You know what we should do? We should do a team what? episode where it's me and you versus someone and someone and it's TNA themed, but only I can answer and you can just get mad at my answers. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about on this wrestling show? Who cares? Show? This is just, we haven't talked in a month, so we're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> the Nightmare Sisters defeated Kenny oh, yeah, Page and the debuting MJ Jenkins. And the debuting Nightmare Sisters. MJ Jenkins is the first WWE release to show up on... AEW television? No, no, she wasn't. That Caesar f- dude was in the crowd. In the crowd. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from Arena Club.com, the only repack that provides real value a complete view of all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like You know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, 
it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display again of all available cards hit rates grading so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack you are going to get something valuable you are getting something good and arena club in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about is also a marketplace for card collecting buying trading selling displaying all that sort of stuff but those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, you know, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network oh it doesn't count he was on the shark he didn't have a match he wasn't even on dark yeah there you go it was a match nightmare sisters won I like Ali. They've been a fun act on developmental. <laughs> Dark developmental. Yeah, and now they've been called up to the main roster. For the, the thriving AEW women's division. Uh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> no, it was a good point. It was a dark point. Well, it's not a good point, is it? Let, let it let it be lost. Let's nope, move on. No, I found it. Um, Damn. Have you, do you know what Ricky Starks has been doing on Dark? No. He's going to join Taz's thing. Okay. Like, he's just going to be a Taz guy. Okay, what fake ECW wrestler is he going to be? Is he going to start being... Jerry Lynn. Oh, yeah, he could be Jerry Lynn. He's going to start being Jerry Lynn. Um, But, yeah. Jerry Lynn was a good wrestler, though. You know, it's funny. I was never a big Ricky Starks guy, but he had a... But you love him on Dark. Yeah! (laughs) He had a really good match with Robert Anthony. (laughs) I was going to say all ego. It's a different different ego. It's not confidence. Mm. But, yeah, they had a good match. Well, and ironically, Robert Anthony is wearing Jerry Lynn gear, so... Yeah, but it's dark, Johnson. so did it happen? Lee Johnson hasn't even gone dark because of COVID, so, like, who yeah. even cares? I was worried that they just gave up on Lee Johnson, but I was like, you know what, I'll take him being having a COVID scare. <laughs> As opposed to just giving up on yeah. him. Yeah, because, like, I want that dude to come back. and I, I, When he comes back, he should actually get pushed, though. He should be main eventing Dynamite every week. Push Lee Johnson, come on. He should come back and he should actually pick up wins. All of the ones. Oh, and you missed the... Wait, no, you missed one other dark thing. Serpentico and Dr. Luther teamed up. And they're like no. an actual team now. These aren't real people. Yeah. And they they beat... Oh, fuck, I've got the team. <laughs> and Will Hobbs? Will Hobbs, Garrett. He fucking rules. It's just a big boy. He does a six-spinebuster. Stop it. And Dark oh, isn't man, real. One day when Peter Avalon and Brandon Carlo get on the same page and they get a tag team win, that's going to be the best. Mm. Love AEW Dark. Vicky Guerrero is the new manager of Nyla Rose. Why? I called this like two months ago, by the way. Did you? Yep. When Vicky was appearing on TV 
like in the crowd i was like she's gonna end up being someone's manager i don't get it nyla rose is a good promo and she's established in AEW. what does vicky serve for nyla rose and if anything she probably detracts from nyla heat. rose it's not heat she just says two words it's yeah, annoying and people go boo <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sick of man. I'm sick of these managers. Get out of here with your freaking 2011 WWE nostalgia with your excuse me's. Stop it. I'm indifferent to this. <sighs> what else happened? Main event. Oh, we missed the Mox promo. He cut a promo. He's gonna beat up Brian Cage. He's gonna rip his arm off. Main event. He tried to rip his arm off. He there said, you go. He also said I tied it all together. He, I tied it all together. I'm he, a pro. He also said that like life's hard, <laughs> and he had a very cool Danny Havoc shirt. Which, if you go to Game Changers Twitter, you can buy, and all the proceeds go to Denny Havoc's family. That's nice, and you should do that. Mm, I actually, I didn't buy it because I couldn't find, I couldn't find it. It's on a random Instagram, but I was going to. It's a cool shirt. <laughs> so you directed people to a place where they couldn't find well, it. They're, they're smarter than me. They'll be able to find it. Work it out. Yeah. Uh, Gentlemen's three. It was a fine match. Uh, yeah. Worked over the arm. It was alright. You skipped over next week's matches. Oh, yeah. What are we doing next week? Next week, Diamante against Ivelisse. Ooh, That's definitely hey, not oh. going to end up happening. Oh, well, Hangman Page against... This is an AEW dark-ass lineup, by the way. Hangman yeah. Page against Five. That rules! Ivelisse Fuck you! Hangman Diamante. Page versus Five is going to be sick! MJF is in action. The Young Bucks face the Butcher and the Blade in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And Chris Jericho and Jake Hager face Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. That's an AEW dark lineup. Yeah, but Five and Hangman rules... Five is Alan Angels, isn't it? Yeah. The worst wrestler compared to Lee Johnson. Why is he being pushed and Lee Johnson is not dynamite? This is an Because he doesn't have COVID. <laughs> That's true. Main event, Moxley beat Cage via... Uh, uh, what's what do you towel throwing in the towel? Throwing is in there the a towel. word for that? It's called throwing Sub- in the towel. Submission. It's called throwing it's in the, the towel. Just, uh, giving up on someone's behalf. There's a word for it's it. Called, uh, I don't even forfeit. know. Forfeit, that is the word. Be a forfeit on behalf of the manager, mm. which is a finish I would be fine with if it were anybody but Brian Cage. Okay, see, to go back to MMA for a minute, this is the thing with an armbar, Garrett. Once mm-hmm. that armbar's in and, like, it's pushing, like, you're going to tear shit if you don't tap. He's like, Brian Cage, he's the machine. Yeah, okay, he's also a This human. is why wrestling is he's better He's still than a MMA. real person. He's bum, a real bum, person bum, bum, bum. with He's real terminator with real ligaments should not be in his shoulder, and he was too prideful. Also, they put him over in this, by the way, because he was still in the armor for like a minute straight, which should have been tearing his little fucking arm off. Brian Cage should have just lifted him off the mat and power bombed him like a turd. Actually, he should have done that, and then like Mox should have just held on still. Because wrestling is cooler than MMA, and it doesn't have to be real. He's the Terminator. He's the machine. Nah. He shouldn't be losing on forfeit, but freaking Taz should have faith in his big-ass, giant-ass monster He needed ass his big-ass, giant-ass giant monster to be able to wrestle champion. the next couple of weeks so that he would make what? money. So he could make him money. Taz makes money anyway. He's employed. That's... <laughs> He's on commentary it's on wrestling. this show. <laughs> yeah, I like how we've switched perspectives on this. Now I'm screaming that it's wrestling. <laughs> I um, like the finish. If it were anybody but Brian Cage, I would have liked the finish. But even Brian Cage has ligaments. And even more so, he has bad he has bad ligaments. Yeah, I was about to say his gimmick now that is that he's injury prone, which is probably true. Well, it's canonically. <laughs> God's sake, we've done forty-five minutes on dynamite. I actually liked NXT as well. 
Oh no, I'm gonna be up at freaking one thirty-five in the morning. There's people that want to go to sleep in this house. No, fuck them. I, hey, first of all, you motherfucker, like every other episode of this podcast, I had to do with other people in my house that wanted to go to sleep. That's a you problem. <laughs> now it's a you problem. Well. How did this show end, Garrett? Brawl, Darby Allen showed up. Cage ran away again from a tiny man because Cage is a cowardly piece of shit. <laughs> Darby is going to get beaten up immediately on his return. Darby hit him with a skateboard. And I'm like, he's Brian Cage. He hit him in the Stop face. The skateboard. It's a skateboard. At least do the nail skateboard. The nail skateboard? He the, the, the thumbtack skateboard? You know what I mean. Ah, yeah. He's thumbtacks the... are nails. Oh, then we'd have a really cool death match. Cage and Darby? Yeah. They actually no. Speaking of death, well, no. But Cage did a, a belly to belly on a guardrail, and it didn't look very good in this match. Mm. But yeah, don't book yourself into a corner if you Decent don't want Brian Cage to lose a match, match. Don't book him in a world title match. Hey man, I liked it. I thought the match was pretty okay, and I actually liked the finish. Brody Lee is like the lower card goof now, and Cage is following him there. Well, Brody Lee has great BTE segments, so. That's not real. All these fake shows. He, throw, he throws paper at people. I'll throw a paper at This is Paper Mario. Is that what's happening here? Yes. Anyway, you're going to say something before I call, cut you off like four times. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> <laughs> what point was it? I don't know. I gave out about the machines and I, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. The machines. <laughs> I don't remember your points. My points were that it's realistic for him to tap, for, for the uh, Taz to throw the towel in, and he was actually getting put over because he refused to tap in a move that was literally certain doom. Powerbomb him. <laughs> like the punk that he is. Through glass. WWE NXT opened with new WWE NXT champion and still current NXT North American champion Keith Lee cutting his championship promo, thanking Tim Brooks, being like, hey, I'm champ, but I want to give someone a title shot. I want to give, and my heart sank, Dominic Dijakovic a title shot. Okay, so first of all, I actually liked this opening promo segment. I liked the promo. It was a good promo. It was different to like every other opening promo segment that they do. He also talked for longer than 90 seconds without being interrupted, which I think is an NXT record. Also, he wasn't interrupted. <laughs> he called somebody out, which and, is wonderful. Yeah, and um, I'm also actually fine with Dijakovic and Lee wrestling again. No! Purely because it's been more than a week <laughs> since they have. <laughs> and because it's clearly Dijakovic doing the job on the way out. And they get to have like an easy title defense. I don't care. I don't want to see these two men within... Like, there should be a restraining order between Dijakovic and Keith Lee that stops them from being within, like, 500 feet of each other for, I don't know, the rest of my life. <laughs> when I die, you can wrestle. You know I that, think that's reasonable. You know that they're gonna wrestle, like, in the main event of WrestleMania eventually, right? <laughs> I saw... There was a Keith Lee quote this week being like, I want to face Dijakovic in the WrestleMania main event. And I'm like, Keith Lee... Why do you do this to me? Why do you insist on having these matches with Dominic Dijakovic? That I'm just like, ah, and this one is weirder because it's in an empty arena. So their stuff seems weirder. It's not carried by crowds going batshit crazy for the crazy impressive stuff they do. And they didn't even do much crazy impressive stuff. So I'm just like, what's even the point? Why are we going back to this match far, far too recently than I really want? I, and as I said, they can go back to it when I die. That's, I think, a fair standard. Uh, no. Though it was a good promo. I'm with you on the promo. I thought Keith Lee's promo was good. I, we'll get to the match too, but also maybe my favourite match of this in NXT? 
Uh, no. Mm. Oh, I have to fight you now. But I'll explain. This is. I think this is our most contentious episode of Wednesday War Games. <laughs> All our pent-up frustration from not being able to shout at each other for a month. So we're just going to shout at each other for the whole episode about why the other person is wrong. Can we play Streets of Rage after this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe. Cool. I just saw my Switch behind my laptop and I was like, oh, we haven't played Streets of Rage yet. I got Paper Mario today. I'll probably get Ghost of Tsushima too, because that looks cool. Ah, uh, yeah, see, with Ghost of Tsushima, well, welcome back to Wrestling uh-huh. War Games. Um, yeah. I wasn't going to get it, because you know my rule was, I'm not going to purchase any more video games for the PlayStation until the PS5 comes out. But uh-huh. with this, like, this transfer over stuff, I, it might be nice to have some games already in the bank for when it does come out. Do we know for sure it, go, it transfers over? Yeah, they said that Ghost of Tsushima does. Oh, it's cool. it's one of those games like Cyberpunk, and if you buy the hundred dollar Kobe NBA game, they they're doing the transfer for that game, right? But it's only if you buy like the special edition. If you buy the regular <sighs> edition, you can't transfer it over. That's that's which 2K, is isn't it? So God scummy. damn it, two K. That is yeah. so scummy. And then um another wrestling war games segment, and also wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen the battle gr- battleground battle whatever the fuck game? That they're doing? That game is $40. Okay, A, that game looks like shit. B, just do All-Stars 2. That game, Liam, Yeah, is $40. That's the $20 mobile game, and you can't tell me otherwise. I thought like they might try free-to-play and do skins. <laughs> like When I saw that game, it's like, oh, that's what they're going to do? They should do loot boxes. To- like It should be 20 bucks tops. Uh, so it's like, it's $40. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I, s- I still couldn't get over that, like... In the first reveal trailer, they were literally just the same models from 2K with big head mode and shrunk down. Like now that the now they've kind of like changed the models a little bit to make them look more like the micro brawlers that they have. At the start, it was so obvious. It's like, come on, you couldn't make it any more of a cash grab. It's very bad. They should have just not done a game. Just take the damn year off. Well, hopefully the next game will be okay. Or the AEW game. Or maybe a New Japan game? Just give me another wrestling game, goddammit. You have that one that's... Rest- What's that one that's coming out? Uh, the um, ba- underground basement thing. That one. Ba- yes, that. Yeah, it, do- it doesn't have a name yet. It's just the developer. It has a great line of wrestlers. And also some not-so-good wrestlers that I kind of wish would be taken out. <laughs> well. <laughs> but, yeah. But it looks good. It, it looks better than the Battlegrounds game. It looks better than 2K. <laughs> Well, that's not particularly hard. Damien Priest, Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Damien Priest, Cameron Grimes. Oh, we have a Mario call for the first time in a while. I tweeted it, though, so you probably saw it. I didn't, actually. I don't I, I don't watch your tweets. Read them. No, I tweeted it from the War Games account. Oh. Keeping up on the, the freaking... Priest has channeled his inner Puerto Rican TV astrologer Walter Mercado oh. on what Priest sees in the stars as Grimes seeing stars courtesy of punishing strikes. Oof. You know what one of my least favorite Mario tropes is? What? Instead of saying the word respect, he'll spell it out. Oh, yeah, he did it in the Keith Lee segment, yeah. yeah. But he does that all the time. It's it's not good. It's very bad, in fact. Yeah. He also had another really bad one that I'm going to try and remember. As the show goes on, but I was like, come on, man. I don't think they've been doing it since we've talked, so I'll mention it. They're, they started injecting crowd noise. Yes! Oh my god, thanks! I I was wondering, am I actually hearing this? Yeah. I was like, why does it sound like a video game? 
It, yeah, it sounds exactly like a video. And there's like there was a particularly egregious one a few weeks ago when Fandangle saved Drake Maverick. And it was just like, it sounded <laughs> like there were suddenly 15,000 people in the building <laughs> reacting to this. Big it's like, oh. like stone cold pop <laughs> for fucking Fandangle. It's, like, it's really bad. It's, it's quite off. It's one of those things that you don't always notice, but the second you notice it, it's like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, I. it was really egregious in the main event. And it's like, they have people there. It's like, are those people so bad at being a crowd that they need to make a fake crowd? Well, apparently now all they're doing is slapping the fucking plastic, which I think makes a really good noise, to be fair. Yeah. It feels like the, when the Ring of Honor with the fucking... Guardrails. Guardrails, yeah. Um, this was a good match. I actually don't want to, like, completely skip over I actually really like this match. Uh, babyface, uh, like, you know my utter objection to Damien Priest prior to his babyface turn. Yeah. And I'm into, I'm into babyface Damien Priest. I know, like, he's, he, he has moved out of the Killian Dane territory of wrestlers I never want to see into wrestlers I kind of want to see. Mm. So well done, Damien Priest. I would like, um, Damien Priest to run through the Undisputed Era now. Because yeah, they're teasing a big babyface. He's a babyface and they have a babyface champion. And he called out Keith Lee, or well, the winner of Keith Lee Dijakovic, which I'm not sure. But to like, be fair, you, you everyone did. <laughs> That's true. Gargano did, Finn did, um, Cross did. They're doing a King of the Mountain match. That's oh, that would kind of rule though. <laughs> NXT <laughs> listen, Takeover, listen. King of the Mountain. Jeff Jarrett comes out. Yeah, this is one of those matches where I watch, and Cameron Grimes is one of those wrestlers where I'm like, is he one of the best wrestlers in the world? And there's a lot of times where you're like, no. And then sometimes he shows glimpses of it, and you're like, you could be. And it's kind he's of in frustrating. The wrong company. But he's always given, like, the comedy goof shtick, so he has no hope. Yeah, I don't know. Get rid of the hats, get rid of the vests, treat him like, like NXT is desperate. Absolutely desperate for, like, mid card acts with momentum. Start pushing Cameron Grimes as a real wrestler. I gotta say, Cameron Grimes was one of the people that they gave the little, like, call-out segment. Mm. Like, him and the people that we previously mentioned, and then there was just, like, all the other nerds just saying Keith Lee's name. But he actually got, like, a full sentence. Which hopefully which maybe nice. means they're gonna do something with him. But then I said that, but they just lost the Priest, which is the old Cameron Grimes special. Win a couple yes. matches, <laughs> lose the feud. But, like, Damien Priest, I think, is doing really well in this babyface role. And I would love to see him face, like, Roddy, Bobby... Kyle, and then have a match with Cole at the end of it. But then what do you do with Undisputed Era? You have them spend the next two months feuding with Damien Priest. <laughs> and then they're fucking... Off to Raw you go! <laughs> off, to, off to Bruce Pritchard. Oh good. Uh, Tim Thatcher's beating up young boys. Yeah. Thatcher's... Thatch can. Uh, good pun. But uh, Thatcher and Oni was okay. <laughs> yeah. See, I liked it more than you, but... Honestly, I think I liked it just as much as you. Because oh. I was like, that's oh, fine. It, yeah. It's like a two and three quarter star match. Yeah, to be honest, I'll probably like three, so... There you go. We're about level. I think Shotzi Blackheart might be my least favorite character on this show. I was going to ask you. I was going to challenge you, in fact. Besides the interference spot at the end, tell me something that happened in this Shotzi Blackheart against Indy Hartwell match. Indy hit a big boot to win. Hey, that I said besides the finish. That, uh, so something other than the end. Uh, uh, Robert Stone came out. <laughs> I could not tell you a single thing that happened in this wrestling match. That's, like, did you... S- okay. I assume we you watched the Robert Stone Shotzi segment from last week or whatever it was, right? She ran him over in a tank. Yeah, she's a dick! That's a <laughs> dick thing to do to someone! 
Like, Robert Stone constantly gets positioned as the bad guy, but he's really not. He just went up to Rhea Ripley and like, hey, can I manage you? And she threw him in a bin. Yeah. And then like, oh, hey, Shotzi, would you like to be on my team? I think you'd be a great addition. I'm going to run you over. Oh, oh, I feel so bad. And like down Tom, Tom Phillips has like turned on him too. Because like Tom Phillips is now a heel commentator, I guess. Is he? Yeah, because he's like on, um, he's on Stone's side this entire match. And like, he was talking shit about uh, Shotzi. So I was like, oh, okay. Maybe like a weird little heel tinge to Tom Phillips. But, or maybe he's a baby face and sees it your way, and this poor man is suffering see, injustice after injustice. I would say that, but remember three weeks ago when I gave out at him going, why would she even want him as a manager? Even though he immediately got her a win. Yeah, <laughs> but um, by vomiting in the ring, for yeah. sure. So I think uh, Indy should join the brand, mm-hmm. and we should all start accepting that Robert Stone is the baby face in this scenario. Let, let me point out, Chelsea Green has been seen since she left Robert Stone, so... You know, yeah. opportunities are gone. Eo's gonna come out and next week and be like, "I want to give one more opportunity to someone before they go into the crossroads of the next part of their career." And then Chelsea Green's gonna come out. I feel so bad for Dajakovic because he obviously got like that cool new little like hoodie for his Raw debut, mm. and he didn't get to use it at Raw. He'll he'll get there eventually, but Paul Heyman was fired, so he's doomed. He's putting people over on the way out. <laughs> Put crossover. Who would do that? I mean, uh, by by what does uh, Tegan Knox mean by she is shinier than ever? Um, because her move is the shiniest wizard. I know, but it makes no sense. You can't be shot. What are, what are your is your skin complexion better than usual? She's got um, a lot of the baby oil on. Maybe she maybe she means she's slipperier than ever. I do like that the entire premise of her character now is she's sick of how stale her character is. Yeah, it's like I'm sick of you talking about my injury. I'm sick of you talking about Dakota Kai. I'm my own woman. Stop it. Let me move on. <laughs> That'd be like the TW note. <laughs> Tegan Knox's gimmick is getting stale. <laughs> but it comes from Tegan Knox. Yeah, that's her promo saying. I hate it. Let me be me. Uh, Santos Escobar. This was so good. Pals. This was so good. The thing I wrote down was Legato is cool. Yeah. Like, they're so cool. Santos Escobar should really like only defend his title like once every five weeks and he should just let the other two do the wrestling while he like cuts these promos. Also, because those two are better wrestlers than he is. That's what I was saying. Sure. They're like, let them take the heavy in-ring lifting and let him just cut cool bad guy promos. How? Like, why Why would Jake, Drake Maverick ever get a title shot again? I, I assume he'll have to, like, beat Royal or something. Because, yeah, they lost the six-man. He lost the thing. He's gotten beaten up twice. How are they going to do it? They're going to have Brizango beat Rail and uh, Hawking oh, Wild. They're going to get a title shot and, on his behalf. Yeah. No. Yeah. Thus continuing the no. story of it's everyone else that does it for Drake. Uh, How did you think about them like he only got his jump for crying on YouTube? <laughs> Which, you know, good line. Wasn't it Twitter? It was Twitter, so they're wrong. Wow. With their heels, so they're allowed to be wrong. I thought it was interesting that um both <laughs> uh, this is not a fun bit, that both Rayo and Hawking Wild were drinking a light uh a white uh spirit. While <laughs> Santos Escobar was drinking a dark spirit. Ooh, is that is that long term symbolism? Perhaps. I'm telling stories over here on NXT, but yeah, Legato del Fantasma is a cool stable. Even if I thought there was there was six man tag last week was only okay, mm. but other than that, cool, great, cool gear. stable, great gear and matching colors, ha, ha, cool suits. Ah, uh, I mean it's just like the LAJ formula, right? Or the LI formula? Not necessarily. I believe it's the, the, ma- the, the main event mafia formula. Eh, is it? 
suits, big mean guys. It's Man with Mafia. Yeah, this is good. All the shows are good so far. Keith Lee defeated Dominic Dijakovic to retain both the NXT and NXT North American Championships. There you go. All right. Defend it. Okay, I'll defend it. I like this match more than the other matches because it was like 10 minutes long. Okay. (laughs) And because they started off actually being big men and working up to the bigger spots. Like, they started off doing their off-the-robes, shoulder tackle, blah, 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 we're both big guys, and they gradually built to going crazy. Which nah, I, just do cool shit. No. Which I much I appreciate much more than just, Hurricane Runner off the gate. Oh, can't wheel out. Now I'm going to Hurricane Runner you. Oh, I can't wheel out. Oh, indie standoff, but we're both at 300 pounds. Like, uh, I, I, I appreciate the build in this, and mm-hmm. it was quicker, and I enjoyed that. So, that's why I like this match. Nah, it was boring. I'm sick of it. <laughs> okay, cool, man. We're moving on. Honestly, it might have been a decent match. Like, it might have actually been okay, but I'm just so sick of them that I can't give them my brain power. See, uh, they gave me, like, a month away from the match, so I was fine. <sighs> but it's but they've been doing this match for, like, seven years. <laughs> yeah, but this one was different. They're, by the way, their PWG match is very much their worst match. I haven't seen it. It's I think I've seen their Beyond very, matches. very, like, oof. It's the one that got five from Big Dave. Well, Dave, when he sees the match live, has the, you know, so like when people are aware of their live bias, it's like, yeah. you know, live bias, it was a great match, but live bias, I'll take it with a grain of salt. Dave doesn't have that. He's just like, five, five. I remember when I was, I was like, I was watching um, Osprey Brooks Eagles live and I was like, mm-hmm. five, five, five. And I was like, yeah, it's only five because I was there. <laughs> you go back and watch it and it's like, uh, three and a quarter. No, I'm, ne- I'm, ne- I'm never going to rewatch that match because it was five for me in the moment. <laughs> Yeah, that's like uh, Jordan Devlin and Walter, their first match, which I, I've never watched back. But that it match is, is ruined is in many different ways now. But <laughs> All the more reason not to revisit it. Don't revisit any OTT from like the last three years. Just leave the memories alone. Leave the memories alone. Oh yeah, I forgot. I was going to go straight to the backstage promo, but Scarlet came out. Ooh, and she was like, <laughs> uh, look at this. And the crowd didn't react to it. They slap along to the theme song. Mm. And it's like, all right, but she's a heel. What are you doing? They also go, fall and pray. Fall and pray. Fall and pray. So yeah, the hourglass was broken and she left it in the ring apron. So does that mean time's up? I don't know. That means deathmatch. And then backstage, Dijakovic was cutting a promo before Cross cut him off. And then they had a little brawly poo. I wonder what Chopper's going to do when he comes back. <laughs> I see. Like I assume that Dijakovic is going to lose the cross next week, yeah. and then Champa's music hits, and it's like, oh, Champa's back. Ah, uh, because I assumed they were going to go straight from Cross to like Lee. You would think so, but like then Cross has to win or lose, and he should be doing neither right now. My only guess for Champa is Balor. You see, I would do it the other way around. I'd do Keith Lee and Balor. And then stall cross a little longer with Champa, another Champa match. But then you have to have Champa lose. He, yeah, Champa's a loser. <laughs> it's mm. fine. Then we have like, then we have like the reverse version of this conversation where I was like, "Oh yeah, Champa always loses," or you were like, "Champa always loses," and we broke it down. And we're like, "Yeah, he always loses." Yeah, probably. This is NXT. It's a circular, but it's just time is a flat circle. We always come back to the same talking points because we're uh, we're we're as creatively bankrupt as these television shows. <laughs> Yeah, we just gotta, we're just here living. We just get our shit in, uh, we do the Wardlows, 
We do the Mel's. Yeah, we, we, we pull out a Maro quote. We uh, we talk about video games. I bury MMA, and you're like MMA is good. That's a new wrong. one, I think. That that's a that's a new bit, and yeah. Then uh, shout out John. Yeah, uh, hey John, and then you do the snakes in the back. Snakes in the back, <laughs> and then we go home. That's that's our podcast formula. Oh, I realized today, right? There's uh, I'm not even gonna do it on the podcast, but I am so awful at doing a John Moxley <laughs> impression. Do it. Nope. I will. I I will workshop it a little. <laughs> But, no, do it. Nope. No, you need. We need the reference point. So that when we see the <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Do it. It was in the Slack. Someone mentioned say Dexter Lewis's name in John Moxley's accent, and I did it, and I just got sad. <laughs> I was do like, it. no, I'm not doing it. You're gonna do it. Do it. I, I would not do it. I'm so not... Mackenzie Mitchell was into it. He done it with Thatcher coming backstage. We talked about that already. Oh, Timothy Thatcher faced Denzel Dijonet. Yeah, yeah, squash. I like Denzel. He seems like he has a promise. Have you seen any of Deadly Premonition 2? Uh, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's the best! <laughs> but the, yeah, I was like, I saw the frame rate stuff, and it's like, look, this is objectively awful. Yeah, but, but it's, it's the, the best. good kind of objectively <laughs> awful. Because the best part is, it's like, it's essentially a game where you're just listening to dialogue for 15 hours. Like, the first game was a meme. So you might as well make the second game an even bigger me. Yeah! <laughs> Deadly Premonition rules. <laughs> I pl- I literally, I played like an hour of Deadly Premonition 1. I'm like, good lord, what is this? <laughs> you need to get through it though, that's the thing. Once you're at the yeah, end, you're just like, there. wow. <laughs> See, I bought it on Switch. And I'm like, I should play this. I paid money for it. And yeah, about an hour. <laughs> it runs so good. It runs exactly as everyone had hoped. <laughs> Mm. And they're not going to release a patch for it. <laughs> they're no, like, they're not going to fix it. it. Like, it's yeah. just busted. Swery's just like, eh, get out of here. <laughs> Actually, he did. He's, he's going to patch one scene. Yes, there's a bit of a transphobia in there. Yeah, and he was like, I didn't even understand what I was doing. I guess that that must be like some weird like cultural shift when you have to write for like a completely different demographic than you're like in tune to. Realistically, whoever localized it should have caught it. Yeah, but. That's the point of localizing things. What's the puzzle game? Switch. Box Boy. Anime. Catherine. Tetris 99. Catherine. Catherine? Catherine, yes. Yeah. That's like basically the same thing that happened there was like, people got their hands on the Japanese versions of the game. They're like, whoa. And it's like, hasn't been localized. Hasn't been localized. Yeah, because people are like, censorship. It's like, no, that's not how that works. No, it's just <laughs> realizing cultural differences. Not viewing everything through the same lens. Timothy Thatcher defeated Denzel Dijonet in a minute and 51 seconds. We're moving on. Robert Stone. When did he pour coffee on Killian Dane? I was confused about this. Did that this happen on Twitter? Week. This was last week. I don't remember it. Um, He turned around and coffee and then Dane pushed him over and then he got his leg run over. Oh, I only remember the tank part. Mm. <laughs> I just erased Killian Dane from my memory at this stage. I saw, I was there in the building for Killian Dane against Shinsuke Nakamura at Rep Pro in 2015. And that match it's was good. so good. And like Demo, what happened to Big Demo? Wasn't like his signing, like it was going to be him in New Japan and he was going to do a G1 and then it was like WWE? That was a mistake. Um, speaking of great Shinsuke Rev Pro matches, Shinsuke Zack Sabre. Oh, mm. That was like the first Rev Pro match I watched. I was like, this shit's the tits. I don't think I've seen it. Because I think, for the most part, I haven't seen Red Pro matches if I wasn't there live. You should watch that match. It's Saber Nakamura. Next week, we have Killian Dane against Dexter Lupus. 
Name a match other than Killian Day Dexter Loomis that has less interest <laughs> in can't. NXT. Alright, so it would probably still also be a Dexter Loomis or Killian Day match. So can I pair them with someone I hate? Like like Trevor Lee would have a better match. I was going to say Killian Dane, like that Rua guy, but actually that might be cooler because it's like MMA Capoeira dude versus Killian Dane. All right. I, I've got Dexter Loomis against Robert Stone. No, I think I'd be more interested in that. Also, there's a good chance that match has happened in TNA. Also, there's a good chance that that match is two minutes long. That's true. So, yeah, I don't think... Like, Dexter Loomis and Killian Dane is, I think, as close to the bottom of the barrel as you get. Yeah, we have Cross and Dijakovic next week as well. Yoshirai defeated Tegan Knox to retain the NXT Women's Championship in a good main event. I like this match. <laughs> I also liked this match. I thought it was, like, not weird, but it was interesting choice to have Io like, beat her up for 80% of the match. And then yeah. just have Knox have, like, her cutoffs, her comebacks constantly cut off. And that was the story. It probably didn't help also that Io's moonsault that she won with, uh, she kind of totally missed. But like, they didn't really position Nox as a credible challenger in this match. Well, because she, she hasn't been pushed. She's been one of those people who has been in that like mid-card muck where she wins and loses every second match. And then suddenly she's number one contender. And like, you just don't, she's never going to win. You never believe she's going to win. Yeah. And if she did win, you'd be like, that's stupid. What are they going to do with Tegan Nox? The problem is, right, like, who does she, who's like a heel... On NXT that she can feud with that'll sharpen, you know, iron sharpen iron. Like, who does she have? Candice? She already kind of wrestled Candice, though. Maybe an extended thing with Candice? So is Io a babyface now? She was a heel in this match. And yeah, then Dakota Kai jumped her after the match. I think she's, like, whatever they needed to be depending on the feud. I think she probably makes more sense at the moment as a babyface. But then, when you think about it, the match eventually is Io Shirai against Rhea Ripley. So... I don't know, what do you do? Maybe Their women's division is weird at the moment. But like, cool heel? Yeah, but she well, she used to be a cool heel. That would be the second turn in a year. I mean, do turns really count when there's no fans that have judged them? Yes. I don't think so. I don't think wrestling's oh. real anymore. Hot take. Pro wrestling used to be real. <laughs> That's my new take. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, new, the new Ken Anderson t-shirt is, people are fake. Pro wrestling used to be real. <laughs> That's like... Your grandma, <laughs> like, talking about wrestling. <laughs> ah, it used to be real back when I watched and now it's all Back fake. in my day when I saw the big daddy, he was a real wrestler. He fought the man. When I saw Andre the Giant, that man was really fighting. Ferris, he could beat the shit out of you because he's gigantic. I think I could beat the shit out of Andre. <sighs> Match of the week. Um, ooh. Hmm. You go first. For me, it is the six-man tag elite against the Jurassic Express. I think pretty easily my favorite match of the week. Hmm. 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 <laughs> it's a hard. It's a hard one. I'm going to go with mm-hmm. Tegan Knox and Io Shirai. There you go. Yeah. There's a small victory for NXT. Which show did you prefer? I think NXT. I didn't love either of these shows, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought maybe NXT was a little more consistent. You know what? Screw you, Paul. Damn. I'm gonna vote for NXT as well. Damn. This is a pro. <laughs> Uh, NXT podcast. We take a month off and suddenly we're just like, NXT is going to win. NXT War Games. Uh, the poll, by the way, with 112 votes was 85% AEW, 15% NXT. I think we're going to start posting our poll on like Reddit. <laughs> Being like, <laughs> hey, don't we defenders, go defend. Uh, well, there's nothing you can do. It's, it's, it's our beloved Wednesday War Games audience voting in this polium. 
I don't trust any of them. Yeah, that's the shows. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at WarGamesPod. We can vote in the poll. You can follow me on Twitter at Garrett Kidney, J-O-R-G-K-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. You can follow Liam on Twitter if you either like Jay Kickboxing or mm-hmm. he recognizes your name yep. uh, at Larrikin. Or if you're verified, you get an immediate Or pass. if you're verified, these are the three provisos that he'll let you pass the locked account. You can listen to more Elite coverage in your podcasting feed by listening to Everything Elite. If you'd like more WWE television show coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to Shake Them Robes. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye. Go listen to John's show, too, just because. Wrestling on Makase. Yeah, do it. Go subscribe, and subscribe to, to their, their Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> that was cool. We did it at the exact same time. Uh, bye. Bye. You stole my bit. <laughs>